This is episode number 28 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last episode, I described the wow practice as one way to digest the big events in our lives to get current. This week, resuming the theme of addressing conflict, I want to talk about decentering, which is both a psychological and a social justice concept. In unpacking decentering, I want to take this intimacy podcast in a slightly different direction than before. I want to talk about the intersection between personal healing work, what we have been doing for 27 episodes, and anti-racism, a topic that is deeply important to me, but about which I am usually somewhat quiet. I want to take a risk this week and share some of the gems I've been learning from my anti-racist work. And I hope you might be willing to lean into this exploration with me, however imperfectly it goes. The advice I'm about to offer is aimed at my white listeners specifically. For my listeners of color, I feel honored by and welcome your feedback. Okay, here we go. Decentering is what it sounds like. It means to remove ourselves from the center. For example, to remove yourself from the center of a conflict with a friend means to consider that the circumstances of the conflict may not be only about you, but due to a myriad of factors beyond your immediate perspective. There are countless benefits of not getting attached to any one limited and emotionally charged interpretation of events, but instead being able to widen your perspective to see a more complete and value-neutral picture. For example, rather than, my friend isn't texting me back because she doesn't care about me, it could be, my friend's life is full and demanding and she is overwhelmed, and that's why I'm not hearing from her. This shift from the first interpretation to the second is a good example of decentering in interpersonal relating. The name of this week's podcast is, I am the center of the universe, or am I? While this title is meant to be playful, the belief that we are worthy of being at the center of the universe isn't inherently bad. In my coaching, I teach my clients to make themselves matter, to put their inherent worth at the center, while decentering the message that they are anything less than valuable. Decentering here means specifically decentering the wounded part of our inner selves so that our wounds don't define who we are. When we tend to our wounded inner self with mindful compassion, the wounded voice gets less loud, and we can then center the most resourced parts of our psyche. Healing then becomes the shift from living life through our wounds to living from our resourced and more generous self. So now we're going to shift gears. You may also be familiar with the phrase decentering whiteness in the fight to end and heal racism. The principles are actually the same, but the application is different. Decentering ourselves as white people in anti racist work means removing my personal experience from being the focus of attention in the conversation about race. Instead, it means to put at the center the lived experiences of Black, Indigenous, and people of color, or BIPOC. 500 years of racism in this country has violently marginalized BIPOC lives and voices. The healing work of anti-racism, therefore, invites us to center, 
to put the attention on the lives of the people most negatively and dramatically impacted by racism. Decentering whiteness is a big concept that I am far from an expert on and get wrong plenty. As an imperfect learner, I'm going to do my best to unpack this. You might ask yourself, so what is the relationship between the intimacy practice of decentering my wounds and centering my value and the anti-racist practice to decenter myself as a white person? As far as I can tell, it goes something like this. If I haven't done the former, I can't do the latter. In other words, if I haven't gotten traction in healing my distorted thoughts that say I am not worthy of love and dignity, it's going to be very hard to do the work of making myself less central in the context of lifting up the voices, pain, and triumphs of my black neighbors. When I hear that someone else's life matters, and if I am centered in my more wounded parts, I won't be able to hear that I still matter too. I'm going to get too triggered and will be unable to get out of the way. What is happening here is that a truth inside is getting revealed. A part of me really doesn't believe it matters. Instead of making this about who matters more, it's an opportunity to follow that voice to its origin point, to find out where it happened in my history that I lost a knowing of my worth, and to do the work to heal that. Now, let me offer this scenario, but in the reverse. As I get traction on healing my wounds about worthiness, when I hear someone else's life matters, I will hear it through the unshakable truth that I matter and the genuine generosity that flows from my intact psychological health. As I learn about others' suffering, I will naturally move towards shifting the spotlight towards them so that they too may receive resources and the chance at healing. The willingness to step out of the spotlight and share power will feel like an honor because I understand that our liberation is tied up with each other's and I will know I am contributing to collective well-being. Okay, take a breath with me and notice if any feelings of defensiveness arise. These are simply parts of you asking for your attention and from my perspective, they deserve that attention. I believe this conversation for white people who want to make a change in the world starts here by first validating the defensiveness that arises as we talk about race and then following those feelings without judgment to their origin point in our bodies and our personal histories. Rasma Menachem is a genius trauma educator and the author of the world-changing book, My Grandmother's Hands, a manual for healing racialized trauma beginning with the body. In addition to outlining the horrors of slavery for people of color, Menachem writes about the traumas specific to white people related to race. He makes it clear that in order to show up at the table of healing racism, we as white people have the opportunity to heal that pain. His book is a potent guide for doing that. Over this past year of working through this book and attending many trainings, one thing has become clear. Hands down, my anti-racist education has taken my personal healing by a quantum leap into the next level of my liberation. The reason is precisely what Resma articulates. I have intense race-related trauma embedded in my body. 
my anti-racist activism has shown me and the next level of work in my healing has arisen. Truly, what an enormous gift this has been. Caring about race gives us the invaluable opportunity as white people to grow to the next level of our psychological maturity and wholeness. To seize this opportunity, instead of just making nice in our anti-racist groups, when fellow white folk get triggered by being asked to decenter, we have the opportunity to invest in helping them to follow that pain inside to its origin, and to ask them to do so for us, too, when we hit our own triggers. As an intimacy coach and someone who cares deeply about racial justice, I know it to be true that sharing power is done by the psychologically centered and sound. I believe it's time to bring greater courage to the epidemic of unprocessed white trauma in order that more and more white folks can center in our most healed and resourced selves and then decenter our experience to make way for the healing that is so deeply needed among the communities of color in our country. Then the greatest collective healing may be possible. There are two parts to this week's homework. In part one, take an experience of the most recent conflict in your life and narrate it through three different storylines. The story of yourself as a victim, as your resourced self, and as seen from the bird's eye view. Do this in a journal or share it with a trusted friend, just not the person you have the conflict with. For part two, talk to a fellow white person about race beginning with acknowledging how hard it is to talk about race. From there, open a dialogue about what kinds of support you both may need in order to get more active. Share this podcast and the resources in the show notes as powerful starting points. I believe that the invitation to decenter ourselves as white folks in the conversation about race and the deep healing that will ensue when we step into that imperative means that the traumas of our personal and collective past do not have to dictate our personal and collective chances at peace and happiness right now and in the future. Decentering gives us a pathway to deepen all our liberation if we let it. I hope you will join me. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh,